Scripture passage this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all, things, all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. It is good to be together this morning. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Uh, I appreciate you coming out in the 80 degree weather to be here this morning. This Sunday, when we participate in John Wesley's Covenant Renewal, it's my favorite Sunday of the year. Uh, the words are familiar, always convicting, and I need to speak them out loud and renew my covenant with whom I belong and to whom I serve. It's like a fresh start, a promise made to God to be who and what he created me to be. Friday is New Year's Eve, which means that a lot of people are going to be spending time this week uh, coming up with their New Year's resolutions. Uh, in a recent consumer research study, uh, Voya Financial found that nearly one-third of Americans are not planning to make New Year's resolutions for 2022. I find that so interesting. Um, those who are making resolutions are sticking with the basics, uh, health and wellness, financial stability, uh, develop a new skill, spend more time with friends and family. Uh, we talk a lot about resolutions on New Year's. We make a list and we promise ourselves that this year we are going to do better. But the thing about resolutions is that they are more than just a game plan for how things will go. They are signs of what we want for the future. They are symbols of what we hope to accomplish. They are our hopes and dreams laid bare. Every year around this time, we start to think about how we would like to live, what we would like to happen in our lives. We'll talk some more about that in a few minutes, but first I want to take a look at the gospel story that Susan read for us this morning. This is one of the few stories we have about Jesus from his childhood. Uh, in fact, from the time that he's an infant until the time that he's about 30, the Bible tells us very little 
about what his life was like. In today's story, Jesus was on a trip with his parents. He's 12 years old, and it's the Passover. So he's gone with them to the temple in Jerusalem to worship. At the end of the feast, his parents leave with a large group. They get about a day away and realize that Jesus is not with them. Every parent's worst nightmare, right? <laughs> so Mary and Joseph backtrack through the crowd, looking for Jesus among family and friends. They spend three days looking for him. They look around Jerusalem, and then finally, they return to the temple. And there they find Jesus, all of 12 years old, sitting in the middle of rabbis and scholars, asking questions and giving answers. When Mary sees him, she says, and I can hear her voice in my head, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been worried sick. We've been looking everywhere for you. And Jesus replies, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But what Jesus says to his mother in this passage, even though she doesn't quite get it, is significant. Why were you looking for me anywhere but here? Why didn't you expect me to be in the temple learning and praying? It is necessary for me to be in my father's house. All right, keep that text in mind as we go back to talking about New Year's. Have you ever wondered why the church acknowledged January 1st as the start of the new year? According to Christian tradition, the new church starts, the new church year actually, starts on the first Sunday of Advent. And the significance of today is that it's the first Sunday after Christmas. So aside from changing over our calendars, why does this day, January the 1st, matter inside the doors of the church? It's a good question with an interesting answer. January 1st is eight days after we celebrate Christmas the birth of Christ. And in Jewish tradition, eight days after a baby boy is born, the family has a bris. But what makes New Year's special is one of the things that happens at the bris, the naming of Jesus and his reception into the covenant of Abraham. Churches worldwide celebrate this day, and some call it the Feast of the Holy Name. The significance is not so much that Jesus got a name, but that the world found out what it was. New Year's can be like that for us, too. I mean, let's face it, 2021, much like 2020, has been a big old dumpster fire. 2021 has given us, among other things, uh, COVID variants, vaccines, and passports, uh, masks, continued limitations of large gatherings and travel, unemployment and financial strain, devastating floods, earthquakes, hurricanes, and tornadoes, the removal of troops from Afghanistan, refugees, 
social media and political vitriol, strict protocols around hospital visits and funerals, the deaths of people we loved. But here's the thing. Even though the world is on fire, God still reigns and has given us the gift of his son, Jesus. Maybe 2022 is the year when, like the people at Jesus' breast, we can learn who Jesus is. It can be the start of a whole new phase of relationship with Christ. It can be the day that you decide that you are ready for the next part of your life with Christ. And it can be a day when you make those resolutions for the new year. Only this year, you can go a bit deeper. I'm not saying don't make your typical resolutions. I'm saying make a few extra. Make a few that really have the power to transform your life. I'll share one of mine with you. Rediscover joy and purpose in my life and ministry. This year, <laughs> I will always remember 2021 as the year that my father died. It will always be the year that I broke so hard that I couldn't find God anywhere or in anything. I've been so angry with God and I have felt so lost from him. And I have felt like such a hypocrite standing in front of you on Sunday mornings which is why you haven't seen much of me. All these things, what I teach and preach about God being present in the midst of pain, I still know in my head, but my heart could not care less what my brain knows to be true. I've been given approval by Staff Parish, uh, the district superintendent, and our charge conference to take a sabbatical which simply means time away for rest, renewal, and study during January and February. My plan is to spend about seven days completely alone right at the beginning, to be still, to pull back from the disquiet of my soul and this world, to give myself room to do the grief work with God, to fall in love with him and his word all over again, to renew my energy and enthusiasm for ministry, to bring joy and purpose back into my life in a way that transforms me in 2022. I've talked with people who have told me that their spiritual life and their relationship with God sometimes feels a little like an I'll get around to it item on their to-do list. I'll get around to coming back to in-person worship. I'll get around to joining a small group. I'll get around to spending time with God every day. It's something they know they want to work on, but there's so much else to do. In a way, it's not that different from getting a day out of town and realizing that you forgot to bring Jesus along. Here we are, just one day after Christmas Day, and the chances are good 
that the attention we gave Christ on Christmas Eve will soon take a back seat to life starting to get back to normal post-holidays. Once New Year's Day passes, we're back to life as usual. But it doesn't have to be that way. This can be the year when we don't leave Jesus behind, but instead go looking for him. This can be the year when we make our relationship with God a priority, when we find something, whether it's worship or service or a small group that fills our souls and nourishes us. This can be the year when our relationship with God comes off the I'll get around to it list and instead defines that list. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, started a tradition of covenant renewal, which was to spend New Year's Eve together in prayer. About 25 years or so ago, uh, back in the um, late 1900s, as my 16-year-old likes to say, (laughs) Parkway Heights had a covenant renewal service on New Year's Eve. The idea was to reflect on the past year Think about the next one and focus on your relationship with God. You can find the whole covenant service on our website if you'd like to read through it. It makes sense, not just for New Year's Eve, but for any day that you want to start again. Begin in prayer, in reflection, and listen for God to help you discern what comes next. Every year, When I'm in this pulpit on this particular Sunday, I show you my copy of the covenant prayer that I've carried around in my date book since 1995. I see it every day as I'm flipping pages to whatever I need in my date book. And yes, I still use a paper calendar. (laughs) I'll admit, I don't read the prayer in full every day, but this year there's been one phrase that continues to catch my eye. You are mine, and I am yours. That's what I want in 2020, to belong to God and have him belong to me, not only in my head, but also in my heart. So for 2022, I am giving you this challenge. Find some time to think about the last year to think about your relationship with God and to think about what you want for it in the coming year. And then think of one or two ways that you will commit to making it stronger. I'll take the same challenge. And my guess is that if everyone in this church does the same, 2022 will be a pretty incredible year because all of us are in this together, and we are going on a journey to some pretty incredible places, places where we will worship, places where we will learn, places where we will serve, places where we will find God's love together. My prayer this morning is that this next year is one of great spiritual growth and discipleship for each one of us. May it be one where we learn the name of Jesus and never fail to see him for who he is and what he is doing. 
May it be one where God does new things in your life, not just one day, but every day. And may it be one where you resolve to live with hope and with love for God and one another. Christ's blessings be upon you in 2022. Let me start over. Christ's blessings be upon you in 2022 and always. Amen.